Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode two of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Brother Scudder is enumerating the reasons why Christians should walk with God. And he says, Thirdly, if you walk with God, and keep close to him, you will be sure to go in the right way, in that good old way, Jeremiah 6.16, which is called the way of holiness, Isaiah 35.8. In a most straight, Proverbs 3.17, most sure, and to a spiritual man, most pleasant way, the paths of which are peace, the very happiness and rest of the soul. Jeremiah six sixteen. God teacheth his children to choose this way. Isaiah forty eight seventeen, Psalm eighty five thirteen, Psalm thirty seven twenty three, and if they happen to err or to doubt of their way. They shall hear the voice of God's Spirit behind them, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Isaiah 30, 21. Fourthly, if you walk with God, you shall walk safely. Proverbs 3, 24. Psalm 37, 24. You will not need to fear, though 10,000 set themselves against you. Psalm 3, 5, and 6. For his presence is with you and for you. His holy angels encamp about you. Psalm 34, 7. And while you walk in his ways, they are charged to support you. Psalm 91, 11, and 12. Lest you should receive any harm. Fifthly, when you walk with God, Though you be alone, separate from all other society, you still walk with the best company, even such whereof there is most need and best use. While God and you walk together, you have an advantage above all that walk not with him, for you have a blessed opportunity of that holy acquaintance with God, which is expressed Job twenty two twenty one through 30. You have opportunity to speak unto him, praying with assurance of a gracious hearing. Abraham and his faithful servant made use of their walking with God for these purposes. Genesis 24. Is it not a special favor that the Most High God, whose throne is in heaven should condescend to walk on earth with sinful man? Nay, rather to call up man from earth to heaven to walk with him? Philemon 3.20, or would that be Philippians 3.20? Colossians 3.2. 
It would be therefore shameful ingratitude not to accept this offer and not to obey this charge. Sixthly, to set the Lord always in your sight is an excellent preservative and restraint from sin. With this shield, Joseph did repel and quench the fiery darts of the temptations of his designing mistress. Genesis 39.9 For who is so foolish and shameless as willfully to transgress the just laws of a father, king, and judge, knowing that he is present and observes him with detestation, if he so do. Seventhly, to set the Lord always before you, Psalm 69:168 is an excellent remedy against spiritual sloth and negligence in duties, and it is a sharp spur to quicken and make you diligent and abundant in the work of the Lord. What servant can be slothful and careless in his master's sight? And what master will keep a servant that will not observe him and do his commands while he himself looketh on? Eighthly, walking with God in manner aforesaid doth exceedingly please God. Hebrews 11, 5. It also pleases God's holy angels, 1 Corinthians 11.10. It pleases God's faithful ministers, 3 John verse 3, and doth please and strengthen all the good people of God, Psalm 69.74, with whom you do converse. It is to walk worthy of God in all well-pleasing, Colossians 1.9 and 10. Ninthly, thus, walking with God, you shall be assured of God's mercy and gracious favor. He keepeth covenant and mercy with all his servants that walk before him with all their heart. 1 Kings 8.23 When you do thus walk in the light, you have a gracious fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth you from all sin, 1 John 1, 7. There is no condemnation to you who thus walk, Romans 8, 1. Your flesh, when you die, shall rest in hope, for to them that set God before them, he doth show the path of life, which will bring them into his glorious presence, where our fullness of joys and pleasures forevermore, Psalm sixteen eleven. Any one of these motives seriously thought upon by an humble Christian is enough to persuade him to this holy walking with God. Notwithstanding, it is sad to consider how few there are who walk thus for most men Seek not after God. God is not in all their thoughts. Psalm 10, 4. They walk in the vanity of their minds. Ephesians 
4.17, After Their Own Lusts, 2 Peter 3.3, 3. The Lust of the Flesh, the Lust of the Eye, and the Pride of Life, 1 John 2.16, Walking According to the Course of This World, According to the Will of Satan, the Prince of the Power of the Air, Ephesians 2.2, 2. The Spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, who refuse to return or to call themselves into question concerning their ways, though God doth wait and hearken for it. No, not so much as to say, What have we done? Jeremiah 8, 6. But everyone runneth to his course as the horse rusheth into the battle. Now, concerning all that walk thus, contrary unto God, God hath said that he will set his face against them and punish them seven times, Leviticus 26, 21 through 28, even with many and sore plagues, and if yet they will walk contrary to him, he will walk contrary to them in fury and punish them seven times more for their sins. And if yet they will walk in impenitency, notwithstanding God's offer of mercy to them in Christ. Paul could not speak of such with dry eyes, but peremptorily pronounceth that their end is destruction. Philemon, or is it Philippians? 3:18 and 19 Weigh well therefore these premises compare the way wherein you walk with God with all the other ways compare this company with all other company and the issues and end of this way with the issues and end of all other ways and the proper choice of your walk will easily and quickly be made. Thus much may be said in general of walking with God. Section 3. Walking with God to be constant and universal. The commandment to walk with God is indefinite, without limitation. Therefore, must be understood to be a walking with him in all things, and that at all times, in all companies, and in all changes, conditions, and estates of your life whatsoever. To walk with God in general and at large is not sufficient. You are not dispensed with for any moment of your life. But all the days of your life, and each day of your life, and each hour of that day, and each minute of that hour, you must pass the time. First Peter one seventeen. The whole time of your dwelling here in fear, even all the day long, saith Solomon. Proverbs twenty three seventeen. You must endeavor to have a, have a conscience void of offense always. Acts twenty four sixteen. You must live. The rest of your life, 1 Peter 4, 2, 
not to the lusts of men, but to the will of God, taking heed, lest at any time there be in you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12 This concludes episode two of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.